0: there are thousands of events happening all around us that are looking for speakers. And at Mic Drop Workshop, we want to help events find amazing women speakers like you. We send out a free weekly newsletter with gig opportunities. So join over 200,000 subscribers at micdropworkshop.com slash newsletter. Okay, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Business on the Bright Side. Today, we have our first ever guest on this show. I wanted to do the first, you know, 20 episodes or so. I don't even know what episode number we're on solo because I wanted to get like, I wanted to have my own swimmies on for this podcast. I wanted to know what I wanted it to be before I brought guests on. And I could not think of a better first guest than my dear friend, Antonio Neves. Antonio and I met when we were both in the same speaker agency. He was the person, as you'll hear in this episode, that I admired and looked up to. And uh, I just thought he had it all figured out. And so when he came out with this book, Stop Living on Autopilot, and I had the the joy of reading it before anyone else did, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know this person. I... I he, his raw honesty of his path to where he is today, which is like an award-winning journalist. You've probably seen him on Nickelodeon or like E! News or NBC or really just anywhere. I couldn't believe how he got here and some of the mindset shifts that he had to overcome. And I couldn't help but also think of some of the parallels that I found in his story to mine. It's like sometimes we just feel like we're on this hamster wheel or this conveyor belt and we're running and all of a sudden we look up and we realize like, I'm just doing all the motions, but is this what I really want? So his book, Stop Living on Autopilot, is out now. When we recorded this uh, for U2.0, it was the day before it was coming out. So if we were talking about it, like, comes out tomorrow. It's already out. So go ahead, grab it. I'll put it in the show notes uh, at businessonthebrightside.com. And please enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? It is Jess Ekstrom, and welcome to Business on the Bright Side the podcast where you can learn how to make a living and make a difference at the same time. Life is short and so is my attention span, so let's get started. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my good friend, Antonio. And hello, Antonio.
1: Hey, happy Monday. What's good from Los Angeles?
0: You just have a really, you know, just relaxed week ahead of you, don't you?
1: Nothing I have a really nothing big. Well, first, let's be clear. Isn't it great that there's not like a pandemic playing place right now? And isn't it just great that our democracy is working seamlessly as our, uh, as our forefathers planned? Yeah, I have a book coming out tomorrow, Stop Living on Autopilot. And can I just say briefly, Jess, uh, it, it, it can be a stressful week. You and I have texted about this. One thing that has helped me relieve the stress and the anxiety and all the external stuff is actually writing down words, journaling, getting all the crazy thoughts out of my head.
0: So what was the writing process like for you writing Stop Living on Autopilot? Did you enjoy it? Was it like pulling teeth what was it like?
1: Uh, it was like working a shift. You know, I think a lot of people think when they write a book, it's going to be like, you know, Xanadu and there's going to be like two cans flying around in the backyard and there's going to be this perfect like, light streaming in. I had this vision of writing the book like it's some writer's retreat or some colony, but I'm married. I have four-year-old toddler twins. That wasn't going to happen. So I ended up writing this book in the midst of real life, in the midst of traveling and speaking. Uh, I'd go to libraries at UCLA's campus. I'd get up early before my kids got up. Uh, periodically I would do a, like a, a weekend stay at a hotel uh, here in Los Angeles just to get as much done as possible. But I am those people that, that I write in shifts. So a lot of people, I put timers on. Like I'll set yeah. a timer for 45 minutes. I'll write for 45, stop, take 15-minute break, and write again. But it wasn't um, it was pulling teeth. It was, it was a shift, uh, mm-hmm. a fun shift.
0: Well, and one of the things that um, I've loved watching about your journey is uh, how – open you've been about being, you know, a black self-help writer, you know, in this industry. And you've been, where did you get that article? Was it Publishers Weekly?
1: Publishers Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, self-help, personal development books are my jam. If you look at my bookshelf, that's all you see. But at some point along the journey of getting this book published, I looked at my bookshelf and I realized I didn't see anyone that looked like me in this category. And I went through this whole existential crisis. I'm like, well, people buy a book. A self-help, personal development book that looks like me?
0: Yeah, Not only I remember book- you told me about that. And you were like, should I put my, my picture on the book? And I was like, hell yeah, you should put your picture on the book. But that was, I mean, that was probably a lot of my privilege talking. because I was like, why not? You know, and it's something that I've never had to think about. And I think today on MLK Day, like what a what an opportunity to talk about this and bring it up.
1: Yeah, I think my fear was like someone would go into a bookstore or they'd be at the airport and they'd see this this cover of the book that really, really talks to them. They'd read the back of the book and like, oh, this sounds good. Then they'd open it up and they'd see a picture of me and they're like, oh, it's not for me. Yeah, like probably the same way people will see a movie poster. And if the movie poster has like all black actors on it, like are people going to assume that movie can be for them? And of course, the answer is yes. So that's an existential crisis. But of course, I decided to uh, put my book, my, my photos all up in there. So
0: and what I, I helped vote on that photo. So it was like a good, good pick. What did you uh, when you were a kid? What did you want to be when you grew up?
1: when I was a kid, of course, like most kids, I wanted to be like an athlete. I love yeah. baseball. I love basketball, all those sports. But I remember like really poignantly wanting to be an engineer.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I had no idea what an engineer did. All I knew is the one dude in my town that I knew that was an engineer had a nice car and a nice house. So I figured that's maybe something that I could pursue. Uh, didn't take into consideration that math was is not my jam. But I remember just Thinking about being an engineer because that guy lived on the other side of town with those nice homes with the garage. So maybe I should do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Um, Okay, so tell us first, what is Stop Living on Autopilot about? Why did you write it? Why do people need to read this now? Comes out tomorrow.
1: Yeah, uh, well, first, you know, in honor of Martin Luther King Day, I want to share a quote from MLK that really speaks to Stop Living on Autopilot. And the quote is this. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. That may sound like we're talking just about society, but I think we're also talking about ourselves as well and our dreams and our aspirations. Jess, I believe that a tombstone can have three dates. The date that we're born, the date that we give up, and the date that we die. And there is a lot of time between the date that people give up and the date that people die. I found myself about six years ago in that place where even though everything on the Internet looked good, this guy's killing it. He's figured things out. He has a great career. Internally, I was slowly wilting. I was slowly dying. Atrophy was setting in. What I found that in my life, Jess, is that I was going through the motions in many ways. I was on cruise control. All of those things that got me to where I was in my career, that kid that moved to New York City with less than a thousand dollars in his bank account, hoping to break into the television industry. All the things that I used to do pretty much went away in my life. And I was living on autopilot, so I knew I needed to activate some things uh, to make sure I was living a life that I was proud of and I was fully committed to. And so I share a lot of things in this. A book for those men and women who feel like they are going through the motions, even though society says they've done everything they're supposed to, things they can do to become bolder and become more courageous again.
0: Well, it's funny that I, I feel like when I first read your book, because you so graciously sent me a copy early, I, you and I have been friends, t- good friends for years. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, holy crap, I didn't even know you. <laughs> and. Yeah. I had no idea because in my mind from the moment I met you, so Antonio and I first met through um, the same speakers bureau when I first became a speaker, we joke that uh, he was at my first ever gig and I asked him to hit the play button on my tripod camera so I could uh, um, uh, get a demo reel going. But you were always like the, the goal. I mean, you were what I was Aspiring to be, I mean, you know, writer for Forbes, for Inc. Like, you know, you were the, you were the guy on Nickelodeon that I watched all the time. And then when I read your book and realized some of the the struggle, the imposter syndrome, the mental traps that you fell into, I I gotta say, it was almost a relief. I was like, okay, he's not. He's not perfect. Sometimes his
1: his life is messed up. Yay.
0: He's just as messed up as I am. (laughs) I mean, is that bad to say?
1: No, it's you know, listen, we make a lot of assumptions about our friends, our family members. Most people look, they tell us that, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Everything's okay. But, you know, that's only just the surface. I think we're afraid to say certain things out loud. And I had retreated from life. Again, I gave this impression to family and friends that everything was great, but things were not great in my life. It got so bad, Jess, and I opened the book with this. I became a secret cigarette smoker.
0: Oh, my God. Gardening gloves.
1: Listen, cigarette smoking is something that I despise. But here here I was hiding. I used to wear this bright green gardening glove. And I would hide in alleys in Los Angeles or wherever I was, and I'd smoke cigarettes. And I wore the bright green gardening glove because my wife didn't know that I smoked. Um, So she couldn't smell it. One day, Jess, I'm smoking one of these cigarettes in a Santa Monica street alley. (laughs) (laughs) A a homeless man comes up to me. You would never
0: say, yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Things I didn't think I would ever say. Uh, this man who I perceived, uh, to be homeless comes up to me and asks me borrow a couple of cigarettes. And I'm like, sure, man, you can have a couple of my camel crush menthol cigarettes.
2: <laughs>
1: we sitting there smoking together like smokers do at some point. He's like, yo man, what's up with that green glove. And I said, oh, my wife doesn't know that I smoke. I wear this. So she doesn't smell the stench. Jess, he looked at me like I committed a crime. Like he felt sorry for me. And he said something I will never forget. He said, hey, man, you got to figure that out. <laughs> here I am. A man, well, I thinking,
0: a, call.
1: a man that's speaking on stages, sometimes the 5,000 people, award-winning journalists. I have the house with the white fence everybody talks about, married with kids. And here a man is telling me I have to figure this out. And you know what? He was absolutely right. That moment right there, I believe angels can show up at different moments in our lives. Mm-hmm. He was an angel to me in that moment. That was a, a, a penultimate moment. Big word alert. That was a penultimate moment that shifted me in a brand new direction. That I knew things had to change. And just briefly uh, in the book, I talk about this whole notion of, you know, this, this powerful question. There are a lot of questions in this book, more, more questions than answers because I think the questions are way better than answers. And the question I have Jess, is if your life was a movie what would the lead character start doing to turn things around?
0: So what, spot on.
1: What a part. And, th- and I'd ask myself that question. When the music
0: picks up and all of a sudden, you know, they, it's a new day and they wake up. Like I, I, when I read that part in your book, I got goosebumps. I'm like, yeah. if I was the lead in my own movie, what would be the pivotal point that, that changed things for me? And that's,
1: and what, then that's the thing that we hit this book, by the way, you know, I think a lot of personal development, self-help books are, are nice pats on the back.
0: Mm-hmm. This book is more it's of a
1: kind it. of a, it's kind of a hit, I, it's hit it's to a look in the mirror.
0: It's a look in the mirror for sure. It's a
1: real look in the mirror. So that's these tough questions. But I think I asked questions like, what would the lead character start doing? Because at some point we forgot, I forgot just that I was the lead character, mm-hmm. that I had a say in this. I was pointing my fingers at everyone in society complaining about X, Y, and Z. But I forgot that I had a say in this, and I had to take accountability for my life about the decisions I I was making. But let's go here: the decisions I was not making. Let me remind everyone and remind myself on this Monday morning, Jess, that not making a decision is making a decision. I think we forget that.
0: Yeah. A spot on, one of the things in the book that um, spoke to me in the moment, I wanted to pull this quote up here, was a new job, new zip code, or more money can't save you, only you can. It's an inside Job.
1: Oh, can, can I say from my, oh from that, real because we think if we if we quit our job and move to Bali, we think that if we get that car, we think if we get the house, we think that if we carry that bag, that all of a sudden things are going to miraculously be fixed, and that's not the case for whatever. This yeah. is the, this is the work that we have to c- commit to every single day. And you know, in society, we talk a lot about the word commit, and that's cool. The word we don't talk en- enough about just is recommit because after you commit. Every single day, you have to recommit to what's most important. Committing is easy, yeah. but you have to recommit every single day, and that's why it's so important to have you know amazing communities uh, around us to do that.
0: Well, I'll I'll admit I I fell into this this mentality and this trap with the airstream trip. You know, I did have a little bit of this a uh, mindset of oh this new chapter in my life minimalism and leaving our home and getting an airstream is literally going to be this checkbox to a lot of my problems and and your your problems you know, are in the seat right beside you in the passenger seat. They buckle up with you, and so that was one of the reasons why you know I started Bright Pages is like you said. It's it's the questions that we have to ask ourselves sometimes, not not constantly looking for the answers, but asking ourselves the questions and doing making it an inside job every single day.
1: hundred percent. If I heard you correctly, we're about to, you're about to get into some about me work, right? About yeah, the people doing yeah, about what we're talking so What's great about this as well is we get with so much in society, we define ourselves by certain titles, right? A question I also ask in the book, which is a very powerful one, Jess, is this. Um, if you couldn't, if you, if you had to introduce yourself to a stranger,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: you couldn't reference your job or your career, how would you introduce yourself? Most people struggle. If you could not reference your career or your job, how would you introduce yourself? I mean, if I can't reference being a speaker, if I can't reference being a coach, if I can't reference being an author, you know what I can say all of a sudden? I'm Gigi's husband. Mm -hmm. I'm August's dad. I'm Harper's father. That makes me stand tall. And let me just briefly remind people, and I know you have an amazing process you're doing with people for this uh, About Me section for themselves, is that sometimes the most sexy things, the most wild things about us that make us interesting, are the things that would rarely, if ever, show up on a Google search. Mm. The things that w- th- what makes me who I am. Yeah, great. I've been an award-winning journalist. I've worked for all the major television's in New York City. Yes, I have this book. Yes, I speak to stages sometimes of five thousand people. But but do you know I, I self-published three books before this book ever came out? I had to invest in myself. Do you know I moved to New York City with less than a thousand dollars? in my bank account? Do you know that I hosted a retreat in Nicaragua before when I, when I probably shouldn't have done that? Do you know I used to sell race, race programs at a NASCAR track near my hometown? All these different things that have shaped me, who I am, very rarely, if ever, show up on the internet. And those are the things that make people lean in and say, tell me more about that.
0: So with that, I love I love that. Thinking about who are we when we strip away what we do, because we're not always what we do? we're who we are, and i've had um I've had to work on that relationship with myself, being constantly associating myself with oh, the headband girl, oh, headbands of hope, and I'm like, I feel like I'm a lot more than that. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like I am um another part of the book that uh i that resonated with me that I think is worth discussing is the difference between bad fear and good fear. Um, because there's so many self-help authors, you know, out there talking about like lean into fear, like fear is your friend, fear is a good thing. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. So, can you explain the difference for us?
1: Yeah, I think first, good fear. Let's let's rewind for a quick second. We think about psychology for a second. We talk a lot about fear. I think what a lot of people don't realize, and psychologists will tell you, that fear and excitement are the same thing. They're pretty much the exact same emotion. Fritz Perls, the father of something called Gestalt therapy, uh, Mm -hmm. said this quote that I love. It's going to hit people in the face right now. I hope you're buckled up. He says, "Fear is excitement without the breath. Fear is excitement without the breath." So think about this. Have you ever been an athlete before? You've been tight, right? Then there's moments when you need to get tight. You're not breathing. That's fear. But in those moments when you're really leaning into something, you're actually breathing. So it turns into excitement. So first, I invite people during moments when they're feeling fear about something, pursuing a brand new endeavor, sharing more of their story, pushing publish on a blog post or Instagram post. If they feel that nervous energy, ask themselves, hey, can I find a way to get excited about this as opposed to being fearful about this? I'm a firm believer that that bad fear keeps us standing still where we are. Like We're not going to move. We're not going to move forward but good fear actually propels us forward it means that we're stretching ourselves i like to talk about finding the edge and for all of you who've ever been an athlete before or you've ever been a performer before or you've ever had a crush on someone before you know when you get that uh, never but when you get that increased heart rate or you get those butterflies in your stomach or your throat gets dry because you're about to speak on a stage or your hands start shaking that's like that for me that's you're finding the edge that's that's that good fear right that tells you that you are stretching yourself that you are growing yourself that you are moving forward so i always like to ask people like when is the last time you're about to do something that made your heart rate increase
2: Mm.
1: when is the last time you're about to do something that was going to stretch you so much out of your comfort zone that you got butterflies or your hands started shaking and i'm not talking about like robbing the local convenience store I'm talking about hitting publish. I'm talking about asking a question in the comments and sharing more about yourself. I'm talking about, you know, having that tough conversation with a family member or friend that you've been avoiding. I'm talking about pressing publish. So yeah, good fear and bad fear, I think are two different things. And uh for me, if I, that fear tells me that I'm on to something.
0: And I think that, you know, I think one of the funny parts about being a self-help author is the things that we teach are also the things that we need to hear, you know, because, you and I have had many of these conversations when my book was coming out. you were there for me. hopefully, I've been there for you with with this book release. But you know the fear that you're you're also feeling around you know stop living on autopilot coming out tomorrow it is that publish button for you. it is that that leap of faith, and it is like something that can be so scary and so vulnerable, but at the same time like. You're moving the pieces on the chessboard. You know you're not standing still. So I hope that you take a moment today before to to acknowledge that.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I've I've had to remind myself to get excited about this because uh, I found I found myself in recent days feeling really really tight, feeling really yeah. really stressed, getting heartburn like like heartburn. <laughs> like I was, <laughs> to, I was talking to a good mutual friend of ours, Basam Tarazi, and oh, Basam, oh, and, oh. and he said, "Hey man, let me ask you a question." He's perfect whenever I'm going through stuff. He says. When you were daydreaming about having a book published with a major mm-hmm. publishing house, did you also daydream about having heartburn, being stressed <laughs> out? I'm like, well, oh, "No, I didn't daydream about that." He's like, "He's like, enjoy yourself, man. Whether that book sells one copy or a million copies, you know, we it, just briefly just I think so much in life we let our our markers of success be external." Right. And we have to let our markers of success be internal. I, my, I, I, this book is already a success mm-hmm. because it's happening. just briefly years ago, and someone asked me how I got, how, you, how do you get that blue check mark, right? That verified mm-hmm. check mark that I have on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. And I was telling this, this college student, once uh, you get it, I was about to explain it to him. And I said, well, let me tell you something. You were verified the day that you were born. Like like no blue check mark can verify you, I get why we wanted society, et cetera, but we were all verified the day that we were born, mm-hmm. and we have to find those markers of success that are internal as opposed to external. The external stuff is just what they call the cherry on the ice cream or the cherry on the top.
0: <laughs> I was that person too, I was like you know thinking that all of a sudden I would see the world in color once I was verified, and I woke up one day and it happened and Still the same color. <laughs> still, still the same, still color. same color. Have you ever wanted to guest on more podcasts? As a speaker, it's an easy way to practice your talking points and figure out what works, all while expanding your reach to already existing audiences. Go to PodcastAlly.com and use the promo code AMPLIFY for 10% off their podcast guesting service. That's PodcastAlly.com, promo code AMPLIFY. need a boost to start your week? Every Monday, I send out a hype text as some food for thought for your week. Text me the word hype to 704-228-9495. That's the word hype to 704-228-9495. P.S. I actually read these texts and try to respond when I can. So tell me what you think of this podcast. What you were saying reminded me of um, Dak Shepard's podcast, uh, uh, armchair expert and he was, I can't, can't remember who he was talking to, but, you know, he had, uh, you know, directed a movie. I think it was like Chips that that came out and it did well. It wasn't this like crazy box office hit. And he said, could you imagine? And this is perfect because we're talking about childhood stuff this week. Could you imagine going back in time in a time machine, seeing like young Dax and saying to him, hey, one day you're going to make a movie and It's going to be in theaters all over the world. And all of these people are going to like watch it. Would young Dax be like, but how much did it make? You know, like, (laughs)
1: that's funny. But how much did it make?
0: (laughs) Can you imagine, you know, zooming back to young Antonio and saying, one day you're going to have a book that's going to come out with (laughs) one of the most prestigious publishers in the world. And would you ask Antonio yourself and be like, but how many copies did it sell? No. How, how, many, how, many,
1: how many people on Goodreads site market as to read? Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. Amazon
0: ad spend? Yeah. yeah. She
1: brings up such a great point. Let me just speak to the audience for a quick second. And I just want to just I send text out the way Jess does to people. And yesterday my text to my group, I, I just want to remind people of how far they've come. I, I don't know who's watching this right now but you probably have come farther than you think you have. So we need to press pause sometimes and just acknowledge ourselves for how far we have come, right? Yes, there's work to do. There's work for me to do in so many regards, yet, like yes, I mean I'm a dude that came from a small town in Michigan, one of those towns that people don't leave. Before I graduated from high school, I moved over 15 times in my small hometown. Between my mom and dad are like six total divorces. They've been divorced like three times. Uh, I've lived in some crazy situations, in stability shelters, you name it. And so you're right. When I think about would I be worried about sales and rankings? No, I'd be just so proud that I've got this far. So thank you for that reminder, Jess.
0: Absolutely. And one of the the final quotes that I'll share for the book, and if anyone has any questions from Antonio, throw them in the comments, but surround yourself with people who are excited to see you win. And I love this because you have been that person for me over the years, especially since day one. I was telling you this the other day, but uh, when you were at my first ever paid speaking engagement. Um, I was so nervous. I had no idea. I think I had like a Prezi PowerPoint, the one that like spins around and it was (laughs) was probably not my best, not my best effort. But at the end, I'm like, how did I do, you know, just looking for you and you're like, Jess, cross it off as a win. Like you just had your first paid speaking engagement. And there's been so many times in my life where I immediately want to analyze what I just did or why I'm doing it. And I hear you in my head and say, cross it off as a win like yes. it's done and uh so surround yourself with people who are excited to see you win and and quickly can you um explain this in the allies of glory and thieves of ambition and because this is one of my favorite parts of of the book and honestly who you are and what you stand yeah. for them.
1: Well, first, thank you. You've been an amazing friend and supporter of me in so many realms as well. That was one of my early speaking gigs ever too. So I'll never forget that day. And I'm not surprised by anything that you do. And I love how you're stretching yourself and, and making it, and allowing yourself to continue to grow. Uh, I believe that we can spend time with thieves or allies. In the book, I call them thieves of ambition and allies of glory. Thieves are those people that don't encourage you, that don't inspire you, that don't challenge you, that don't push you, that don't hold you accountable to be the best version of yourself. Thieves are those people that when you spend time with them, they wear you out. I bet all of you have someone in your life, if you spend time with them, when you leave, you're just worn out. And thieves are those people that always, and I mean always, have some type of drama going on in their lives. Like you call them, you're like, yo, what's up? And the first thing they say is, you're not going to believe what just happened to me. And you're like, yo, why are things always happening to you and no one else? But on the flip side, we can choose to spend time with allies. Allies are those people that do encourage us, that do inspire us, that do challenge us, that do push us, that do hold us accountable to be the absolute best version of ourselves. When you spend time with allies, these people give you energy. They Mm. don't take energy away. Um, allies don't have drama going on in their lives. They have great things going on in their lives. And the great thing about allies is they don't even have to be your best friends, people you see every single day. They could be the the folks that are in this group right now that you're commenting with, that are rooting for you, that are on your squad. A question I have for everyone right now, just to briefly think about, is this, and that is think about the five people you spend the most time with. Or look at the last five. By the way, I'm I'm pretty confident. I don't have a case for my phone. Think about the. The five people you spend the most time with or look at your last five text messages and ask yourself this question. Do the five people I spend the most time with, do the five people I text with the most, do they make me better? Do they make me better or do they keep me standing still where I am settling for the status quo, settling for mediocrity, allowing me to live on autopilot, allowing me to live on cruise control when I know there is so much more inside of me to give? really tough decision. It's a really tough question to ask ourselves. And not only do we have to ask ourselves are the people around me allies, but are we being allies to others? That's why doing what you're doing right now is so critical because there are people in our day-to-day life that may not encourage us the way you're going to get encouraged in the comments. You're not going to get encouraged when you share your description of your about page, et cetera. Like, what a beautiful place to be. So if you're saying I hear you Antonio, but I don't have these these people in my life. Yes, you do because you're participating right now. Just I don't know about you. I've had some coffee, but I'm feeling fired up.
0: I I'm feeling fired up just listening to you. Everyone who's listening, go grab his book, stop living on autopilot.com. Um, it comes out tomorrow if you're you're listening right now to during U 2.0, but if you're listening on the podcast, it is already out. So go grab it. And I know, um, speaking for myself, reviews were so helpful to get traction for chasing the bright side. So once you read it, write a review on Amazon, on Goodreads, anything else people should do, Antonio?
1: You just said it all. You yeah. just said it all. Stop living on autopilot.com, the reviews, all it, You just and said it shoot all. Shoot
0: him a DM. I mean, like sure, I so many, yeah. so many people DM me and say, I know you're probably not going to read this, or I know that, you know, you get so many of these, but I'm just going to tell you, let me tell you, I read every single one of them and they make my dang day. So once you, and and this just goes for anything, anyone, if you read a book that you love, I know you're going to love Stop Living on Autopilot. Let the author know. This is literally why we do it. And, And we need those, those pats on the back every once in a while. But go to stop living on autopilot.com I know so many of you have already uh, Danny just bought the audiobook if you have enjoyed listening to this, the audiobook, I've already listened to it, is like Antonio is sitting in your living room. So and I think when you read the audiobook, how many cups of coffee did you have?
1: Oh my goodness. I did the rare I did the rare thing of actually I think I did coffee and Red Bulls, which I never do. Oh did, Lord. It was fun. That's, it was it was fun. fun
0: combination. Awesome. Thank you, Antonio. Anything else? Uh where else can they find you? Um, anything else you got going on that you want to share?
1: Uh, you can, every, I'm everywhere on the internet at the Antonio Neves. One day, this guy in Brazil is going to not re up on AntonioNevs.com and I'll get it until then. I'm the Antonio Neves. Uh, last thing I want to say, Jess, is you are an ally to me. You have been that. We just briefly talked about the audiobook. Uh, when I was reading my audiobook, I received the most amazing text message from Jess and she sent me a Starbucks gift card. She's like, Hey, it's going to be a long couple of days. Go get this specific drink with the honey or whatever tea, it's going to help you. Come on. Of all the things Jess has to do, the fact that on the day that I was reading my audiobook, she took the moment to like not only give me a shout out, but actually pre bought me a beverage that tells you everything that you need to know about Jess. So thank you for being an amazing ally, an amazing friend. And I can't wait to see you and give you a high five in person.
0: Thanks, Tony. We love you. Thanks for coming on today and go get Stop Living on Autopilot. Thanks, Tony. See you soon. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Business on the Bright Side with Jess Ekstrom. I love to send out the episodes every Monday with a quick text and a quote from me. So text me the word podcast to 704-228-9495. That's 704-228-9495. And if you want to see what the show notes are from this episode, head to businessonthebrightside.com. Hit subscribe here, write a review, and I'll see you on Monday.